Yo, I'm super pumped, even though I may not seem it. I'm super pumped about what I'm going to be speaking to you about this morning. Um, if you haven't been here the last few weeks, then uh, we, we kicked off this new series. I really, really am enjoying just the concept and the thought process behind the new series. Y'all help me out. What's this series called? So we kicked off this series called Back to the Basics, and the series is all about, all about building the foundation on the, the, the basic things in our Christian faith that cannot have cracks in it. How many of y'all would say there are, there are things that should not have cracks in it? And so this series is all about what are the basic things in our Christian faith, in our walk with Christ that should not have cracks in them. And uh, if, if uh, we've already done two weeks on this, if you want to go back and check out the two weeks that we've done, I encourage you, you can do that on the app, you can do that on the website, on the podcast, you can listen to all those. Here's what I believe with all of my heart, and I, and I stated this and I shared this the last two weeks. I believe that one of the biggest issues in the church world today, the reason that we have so much turmoil going on in the church world today and chaos going on in the church world today is because what we have allowed is we have allowed cracks in our foundation on what we believe in the church. I believe that the reason that people are allowing things like homosexual pastors or like things like people, you know, all these different things. Uh, am I pro-choice? Am I pro-life? Am I this? Am I that? We have allowed cracks to come inside the church that are making the church fall to pieces because we're not built on the foundation that we have got to be built on. And so that's what this series is all about, getting back to that foundation that we've got to stand on. The very first week I talked about connecting because I believe with all of my heart the most important thing, one of the most important things for every single believer in the family of Jesus Christ is the family of Jesus Christ. Listen, if I go out and I get saved and I give my life to Jesus, did you know that 94% of people in an Assemblies of God church, is that my microphone? Do I need a switch? Is it what? Handheld? Oh. I hate handheld. Okay. Is that better? Woohoo. Listen, we've got to be connected. Is that what I was talking about? Connected, connecting in the body of Christ. What happens so many times, 94%, that's what I said, 94% of people that get saved in the Assemblies of God church do not get connected in the church. And what happens is they go back out into the world. They're not strong in their faith because they never got connected. And they go back to the world and they stop following Jesus Christ. You know why? Because we're not strong enough to do it alone. Satan likes to pick us off when we're not connected together. Somebody say Amen. When we're connected, we are powerful, we are equipped, we are more protected when we are connected. Last week, I tacked on a message on getting back to the basics with worship. Everybody say worship. worship. Anybody like to worship Jesus? Yes. Amen. Here's the scripture that I use, Hebrews 13, 15 through 16, says this. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. Those are the sacrifices that please God. So we talked about worshiping God. What does it look like to worship God? We talked about in Romans where he talks about giving your life as a living sacrifice. And what God asks from us is sacrifices of worship. And right here, he shows us the sacrifices that please him. The sacrifices that please him, number one, is when we verbally worship him. Anybody like to scream out to Jesus? Yeah. 
Anybody like to sing to Jesus? Anybody like to share with anybody what Jesus has done in your life? Listen, that is us verbally giving praise and worship and honor to our king. But then the second way was not just verbally. The second way is through our actions. And it said this in the verse, don't forget to do good and share with those in need. How do we worship Jesus through our actions? Right here, we do good. Listen, you got an opportunity, thousands of opportunities every single day of your life. I got opportunities to do bad, and I got opportunities to do good. And what the Bible says is that there is nothing good in me. So Josh wants to do bad. But the Jesus in me wants me to do good. And so when I do good, I'm honoring and I'm worshiping and I'm giving praise to Jesus. And then the second part of that verse says, share with those in need. And we talked about that a little bit last week, how there's no better feeling than being able to bless somebody. This morning, I want to tackle probably the most basic thing that God asks from us. I believe with all my heart, and I want to show you why all through Scripture, if you don't get anything else from this series, you need to to take this message to heart. Pay attention today. One of the most important things ever, and what I want to talk to you about, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you about this word, obedience. Everybody say obedience. Obedience. What is obedience? Here's what obedience is. Compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. What we're going to find out this morning with this message is that all through Scripture, this is exactly what God consistently is asking from his people. He's asking from his people, I want you to obey and to submit to my authority as your God. And so I want us to go all the way back to the beginning. And as we're we're getting ready to dive in, can we do this? I'm going to pray that the Lord would speak through me. I'm asking you, would you pray, God, open my ears. All through the Bible, Jesus says, and let those who have ears, let them hear. Would you pray, Lord, let me hear? Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would use me this morning. I pray that you would speak through me, that it wouldn't be Josh, that it wouldn't be my flesh, but that it would be only good, that it would be only your word, that it would be only your spirit that is using my flesh to speak this morning. Father, I love you. I give you all the praise and all the glory. In your precious name we pray. Anybody said? All right, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Genesis chapter 1. You can watch this. So in Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning. Everybody say, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, God created the heavens and the earth. Day 1, somebody tell me what he he created. Okay, day 1, he created light. Everybody say light. In the day 1, very first thing, God created light, and then he separated the darkness from light, and that was enough for the day. So God, so morning and evening, and that was a lot, y'all. That was a big day. Y'all seen the sun before? God created the light and he separated the darkness. Day two. Everybody say day two. God created the sky. Everybody say day three. He created the land and the seas and he spoke the vegetation into existence. So day one, he gave us light. Day two, he, he put the sky in between the sun and the moon so that we could have all that. Day three, he comes in and he, he pulls the seas together and he speaks vegetation and the trees begin to form and they begin to come up and, and all of this now is coming upon the, the earth. Walk through this with me. Day four, everybody say, do, say day four. Day four. 
He created the sun, the moon, and the stars. Day five, he created all of the fish in the sea and the birds of the air. Day six, he created all of the, created all of the animals of the earth. And then the Bible says on day six that he went down and he formed the man out of the dust of the earth. Notice he has spoke everything else into existence with us. The Bible says that he formed the man out of the dust of the, out of the earth. Everybody say that's cool. So then we get to Genesis chapter 2. Everybody say chapter 2. God places Adam, his creation, in the middle of the garden. And here's what he says to him. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. It says, but the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Now, I want to point out real quick, God gave Adam all of the blessings of his whole entire creation that he created. Everybody say, that's good. He wasn't really asking anything from Adam at this point. He hadn't made him work, and he didn't have to sweat, and he didn't have to do all this. He literally made the perfect world, and he stuck this man in the perfect world, and he only asked one thing from him. Take care of my creation and don't eat from that tree. What's he saying? I'm asking you to be obedient to me. If you be obedient to me, I will bless your socks off. But if you eat its fruits, you are sure to die. What happens, y'all? Everybody say chapter three. Come on, Adam, you couldn't even make it to chapter five or six? Chapter 3, the very next chapter, says that the serpent came and had this conversation with them. And based on their conversation with the serpent, they disobeyed God. Now, I want to stop and I want to talk to you for just a minute. You have got to pay attention. Because Satan is very, 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 very good at what he does. You know, sometimes we just jump around thinking, oh, Satan ain't, ain't Satan ain't got nothing on me. Satan can't get to me. I'm a child of God. He can't get to me. Listen, he is way good at what he does. You know how I know he's good at what he does? First of all, he's got to me a lot. But second of all, listen to me. At the very beginning, Satan convinced one third. That's 33.3%. Everybody say 33. 33% of the angels in heaven. To be disobedient to God. And they got cast out of heaven because of their disobedience. Satan is so good that through one conversation, he convinced the man that had a relationship with God that God built this perfect world for and put him in this perfect place and said, I'm only asking one thing from you. Satan is so good that he convinced that man to do the one thing God told him not to do. Listen to me this morning, church family. Satan is so, so good at what he does. And if you are not ready when he comes to attack and you do not already have determined in yourself what the basics are and where you stand and what you believe and how you identify yourself as a child of God and what you believe about being a child of God. If you are not ready when he attacks, he will conquer you. And you will fail. 
and I will fail, and we will fail. Somebody say amen. amen. So let me jump back. Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Something that I want you to write down in your notes if you're taking notes is this. There are always consequences to disobedience. You may not see them. You may not understand them. You may not even recognize at that moment that that is consequences to your disobedience. But there are always, somebody say always, always. consequences to your disobedience. Real briefly, I want to show you the consequences to Adam and Eve. We're, we're, we're going somewhere, I promise, but I'm gonna, it's going to take me a little bit to get us there. Can you stay with me? I want to show you the consequences to Adam and Eve's disobedience. Y'all ready? It says this in Genesis chapter 3. God cursed the serpent. And he said, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all of the animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly and groveling in the dust as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, everybody say the woman. woman. I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. All the ladies say, thanks, Eve. And in pain, you will give birth. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Mm. He will rule over you. And all the men said, (laughs) that that was a joke, y'all. That was totally a joke. Listen, there's consequences to disobedience. The serpent's got his consequences. The woman now is in pain when she gives babies and her man is over. I'm I'm staying away from that. (laughs) Verse 17, it says, and to the man he said, y'all, this is the worst of them all. Since you listened to your wife, I'm going to stay away from that. (laughs) And ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat. Listen to this. The ground. My creation is cursed because of you. And all of your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you. Every time you walk into a set of thorns, when you walk in in the woods, you can say, thanks, Adam. (laughs) You will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow. You will have food to eat. Until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made by the dust and dust you will return. So the Lord God banished them from the garden of Eden. And he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. God asked Adam and Eve to obey one thing. Everybody say one thing. If they would have been obedient, they would have lived in the perfect place and had the perfect world. You know why? Because God shows us all through scriptures that there is blessings for obedience. But because they were disobedient, they lost everything. And listen to me this morning. Because Adam and Eve were disobedient to God, every single one of us are still living in a cursed world. We are living in the consequences of their disobedience. Romans chapter 5 and verse 19 says, But because one person 
disobeyed God, many became sinners. So let's continue this journey through the Bible. We have the, 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 the angels disobeyed God. They got casted out of heaven. You have Adam and Eve, his very first creation, disobeyed God, and the whole world was cursed. And all through this, God's saying, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. So then we, get, we, we, we begin to go through the, Bible, through the Bible. Adam and Eve start having kids. The earth begins to multiply with humans. 1,656 years go by. Everybody say 1,656. And the people continue to dis be disobedient to God. So he decides he's going to send a flood and kill them all. But there's one man who's being obedient to God. Yep. Everybody say blessings. blessings. Blessings of obedience and cursings of disobedience. So because this one man was obedient to God, he saved his whole family from the flood. And, and God killed everyone else on the earth so then we get to that then noah and his family begin to multiply the earth and god decides to use this man named jacob to form his very own people out of the 12 sons of jacob we have the tribes of israel and you know what god asked from the people of israel can you guess obedience all through the old testament you see god telling israel if you'll just obey me i want to bless your socks off but if you disobey me, it's going to be bad. Turn with me if you have your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want to show you probably the, 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 the biggest place of blessings of obedience and cursings of disobedience. This is him speaking to Israel. And here's what he says. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 through 8. It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all of his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Listen to this. Your towns and your fields. Everybody say, be blessed. Y'all ready? Your children and your crops. The offspring of your herds and your flocks, Amen. your fruit baskets and your breadboards. Amen. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you, Amen. the Lord will conquer your enemies that attack you. Verse 8, the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything that you do and fill your storehouses with grain. Everybody say, wow. wow. Sounds pretty easy, right? Just obey me and I will do all of this for you. You know, it's cool. You can keep reading because the blessing goes all the way down to verse 15. If you do this for me, this is what I will do for I will reward you for obedience. And I will discipline you and curse you for disobedience all through the Bible. Hey, so if that's what God's going to do if they obey him, let's, take, let's check out what he's going to do if they disobey him. Same chapter. Deuteronomy chapter 28. I just want to read verses 15 through 19. It says, but, everybody say but. but. If you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and you do not obey all the commands and decrees that I'm giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Your towns and your fields will. Your fruit baskets and your breadboards will. Your children and your crops will. The offspring of your herds and your flocks will. Listen to this. Everywhere you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. Listen, I don't know about you, 
But I feel like God was pretty upfront with his people. And here's what he's telling them. And here's what he's telling us this morning. My desire for my people and my creation is that I want to bless you. I want to bless you. I want to pour out my blessings on my people. I wanted to bless Adam and Eve. I wanted to bless Israel. And I want to bless you today. But I will not bless disobedience. And so what I'm asking from you is I'm asking you to obey what I've asked you to do. And he tells them, if you will obey me, I will bless everything that you do. And if you disobey me, I will curse everything that you do y'all then we begin to walk through the old testament exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy joshua judges ruth first and second samuel first second kings the prophets it literally blows my mind you would think that they would learn from their mistakes well i also think sometimes i should learn from mine (laughs) but here's what happens all throughout the old testament one wise king will jump up and be like, oh yeah, we were supposed to follow God. Let's follow God. And he'll like tear down the Asher poles and he'll do all the things to where they follow God. And then what happens is they were living under a lifestyle of cursing. And God just begins to pour out his blessing on these people as they follow him. So they're just, they're just living it up and living the dream and things are good. And then two kings later, this guy comes in and he's like, no, 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 no. I want to marry this woman and she's a Canaanite and I want this and I want this. He pulls all this in and they begin to worship gods that are not the true God. And they begin to be disobedient to God and they go against God and then what happens cursings boom come on Israel back and forth multiple times they become slaves because they 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 they're going against what he's asking he tells them over and over and over again if you will just be obedient to me I will bless you but if you're disobedient to me I will curse you amen back and forth and back and forth and then we end the old testament Y'all just, we just walk through the whole Testament. We end the Old Testament. God's people now for hundreds of years have been talking about and hearing about a Savior that the prophets spoke about. And God showed us through scriptures in this. In the, he's like, boom, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Here we go. We see the Savior. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus comes and he begins to give us direction for what's next. He shares with us that, listen to me. God wants to have a relationship with us again. We have not had a relationship with God as normal people since Adam and Eve. And now that Jesus has come back, he wants to restore fellowship with him again. Through Jesus Christ. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Through Jesus, that relationship can be restored. Just like Adam knew God in the beginning, we can know God today. And Jesus gives us the path to restoration, which is in him, believing in him, following his teaching and his commands. Y'all know what Jesus asked from his people? Somebody say it loud. Jesus asked from his people the same thing that God has been asking from his people since the very beginning. He's asking for us to obey him. He's not asking for us to jump up and down and scream. He's not asking for us to to, to be the best guitarist. He's not asking for us to be a good public speaker. Jesus is asking for his people to obey what he's told us. 
And if we obey what he's told us, guess what? There's blessing. John 14, 15 says this. If you love me, help me out. Obey my commandments. Can I be harsh with you real quick? Don't you dare say you love Jesus if you're not even attempting to obey him. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you don't. Lots and lots of people say they love Jesus. Love is not a feeling that you have or an emotion that you have. Love is a commitment that I have. And when I'm committed to my Christ and my Savior, then I'm at least trying to obey him. I'm not saying we don't mess up. I'm saying I'm moving in the direction of obedience. And I'm not okay with disobedience. Amen? He promises to bless us. To restore our relationship with God on earth. He promises to fill us with his Holy Spirit and lead us and guide us into righteousness. He promises us eternal life in heaven. That is the type of blessings of obedience to Christ. Just like Adam and Eve, just like the people of Israel, there's also always a curse for disobedience. Amen? The curse for being disobedient to Jesus is, first of all, we can't be restored back to God, our Father, our Creator. We live a life without God on earth. And then the worst part is we pass into an eternal life without God. The Bible says that those of us that are not obedient to Jesus and obedient to the Father and obedient to what he is telling us to do, if we are living in disobedience, it doesn't matter what comes out of our mouth or how much we say that we love Jesus. The place that we're going to end up is a place called hell where the Bible says that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I hope this morning, y'all, it's heavy. I hope this morning that we are understanding the importance of this basic foundational piece of our faith because it's so important. God asks us to obey him. And if we do, there is a life of blessing waiting for us in this life and in the life to come. But there's also a life of cursing. Now, the good part is the choice is up to me and the choice is up to you. Y'all, I believe that this concept is so important that this is literally how we parent our kids. We parent our kids the same exact way that God tries to parent his kids. And here's what I mean when I say that. Like in our family, this may not make sense to some of you guys, but in our family with our kids, and you can ask any of my kids, it's pretty much this policy that if you are doing what your parents ask you to do, if you're doing the right thing at home, you're doing the right thing at church, you're doing the right things at school, and you're keeping your house, the house clean because mama's all about that house. If you're doing those things, the way that we bless them is we pretty much let them do whatever they want. I mean, if I'm just being honest, you can do what you want. You can stay out pretty much as late as you want. You let me know where you're going. You text me and let me know the things and all the things you get to. If you're living a life worthy of me as your parent blessing you, then I'm going to bless you. Why would I not? So you get, to, you get to have your hair how you want, even if I think it's stupid. You get to, wear, you get to spend $2,000 on shoes in the summer if you, got, if you work for it. Like, you get to do what you want. You know why they get to do what they want? Because they're being obedient. 
And if you're obedient, there should be rewards to being obedient. That's how we do our family. But then, they are children. Sometimes, I don't know why, there's this temptation in them to be disobedient. Now listen to me. How many parents have ever dealt with that? So what happens, <laughs> what happens in our home when you are disobedient to mom and dad is much, much different than what happens in our home when you're obedient to mom and dad. Because when you're obedient to mom and dad, mom want to bless you as much as they can. When you're disobedient to mom and dad, I want to punch you in the face. I can't do that legally, so I, we do it in other ways. Like, hey, you need to be home at 7 o'clock tonight. Like, hey, give me the keys to your car. Why? Because I, you're not being obedient to me, so you don't get the pleasure of driving. Hey, let me take all your shoes and put them up, and you don't get to wear them anymore. Well, I bought them. Well, I don't care. Why? Because you're not, you're not living a life of being blessed. Hey, Canaan, it's time to shave your head. Why? Listen, hey, that's the best one with Canaan. Y'all know Canaan got them dreads, right? And so what happens with Canaan, when Canaan starts to get a little iffy, I say, baby, hey, you do that again? That hair's mine. <laughs> the eyes get about that big. And you know what happens? He don't do it again. <laughs> Listen, there's blessings in your life with my kids. And it should be that way. You know what I don't ever do? And you know what you should never do, parents? And you know what God will not do for you? God is not going to bless disobedience. And when we bless disobedience in our kids, it is screwing them up. I'm not going to bless disobedience in my kids. And God is not going to bless disobedience in his kids. You know how I know? Because he tells us, if you obey me, I want to bless you so much because I love you. But if you disobey me, I don't have a choice. Your actions have made it where I have to curse you. Mm. So real quickly, I'd like to share with you in scripture the order of obedience. Because I think this is so important. In fact, we've got... Some, uh, especially with kids, like, well, what if my parent tells me to do this and that goes against the Bible? And da, 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 da. So I, I would like to give you real quickly just an order of obedience. Number one, everybody say number one. Obey God. Obey God. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father will enter heaven. Whew. How many of y'all want to do his will? What's his will? To obey what he's told us to do. Only those who actually do the will of my father. Only those who are actually obedient to God will enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what anybody else tells you. It doesn't matter what your pastor tells you. It doesn't matter what your small group leader tells you. It doesn't matter what your mama or your daddy tells you. It doesn't matter what the, what the government tells you. This is the ultimate person and thing that we obey. And if anything comes against God, you obey God first. Let's keep moving. 
Next, number two, you obey your parents. Everybody look that way. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> obey your parents, Aiden Polk. <laughs> I think he's my only one in here. I didn't see any of the other ones. <laughs> Here's what Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3 says. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Hey, y'all know what? Guess what comes with obeying your parents? Check this out. I'm telling you, obedience always has blessing. Disobedience always has cursing. Look at this. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you and you will have long life on the earth. Blessing and cursing. Obey God. Next up, I'm obeying mom and dad. You know why I'm obeying mom and dad? I'm obeying mom and dad because the Bible tells me if I obey mom and dad, then he's going to bless me. And if I disobey mom and dad, he's going to curse me. Number three, lastly, obey your authorities. Obey your authority. I, I just have to ask this question. Has anybody ever found this one to be challenging? Yes. Yes. You ever got pulled over by a police officer that you really did not want to obey? <laughs> Maybe you went to court one time. Yeah, y'all ain't been to court. I don't. Really didn't want to obey. Nobody's been there, just me. Okay. Listen to me. I want to read you a scripture. Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 2 says this. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. Everybody say yuck. yuck. Now listen to this. For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what god has instituted and they will be punished y'all sometimes great authority is put in place you know why great authority is put in place anybody here's why because a group of people have been obedient to the Lord and he wants to bless them. So he's put great authority over them to bless them. That's good, y'all. I remember when great authority was in place over our nation. But did you know that God also institutes and puts in place bad authority? And then he tells us we have to obey them. You know, a lot of times we have this philosophy, that can't be God's will. Joe Biden can't be God's will. This can't be God's will. That can't be God's will. Can I tell you something? You don't know God's will. And our nation has been pretty messed up. And it could be that because this nation has been disobedient, we got to deal with some authority that we don't want to deal with. So the lesson to learn here is to be obedient so God will put in place great authority. 
All through scripture, in scripture, I can remember multiple times where God raises up a bad leader to come against his own people because of their disobedience. God did that. God puts in place authority. And it's our job to submit to authority. Anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. So the structure of obedience in the word of God, first of all, we obey God no matter what. Second of all, we obey our parents unless what they're telling us goes against the big man. And then lastly, we obey authorities. And here's what you need to know. If you do those things, you will be blessed. And your fields will be blessed. And your job will be blessed. And your life will be blessed. And if you walk in disobedience, you will be cursed. Adam and Eve chose. Israel multiple times chose. The choice today is up to me and you. What am I going to walk in? Obedience to God or disobedience to God? Would you stand with me this morning? <clears throat> I want to invite our worship team to step out and come. Join me up on the stage. In just a minute, as we begin to worship the Lord, I'm going to open up our altar areas. And I'm, I'm asking you this morning, and this is what I just felt in my spirit, because I don't know about you, but I have found myself being disobedient to God before. I'm asking you today as a church family to just make a new commitment today. God, I don't want to live a life of cursing I want to live a life of blessing in all that I do. Teach me and lead me and guide me in how to obey you. I'm, today, I'm making the commitment to walk in obedience in what he has for me. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Altar team, would you step out and come? Listen, here's what I'm asking this morning. If this morning the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you and tugging at your heart and you know that you need to come down to the altar and make a fresh commitment to the Lord. Maybe you don't need to pray with anyone. You just need some alone time with God. Or if this morning maybe you've been struggling and you're having a hard time finding peace. Or maybe you've been disobedient and you want to confess that to someone and have them pray with you. If today God's been tugging at you and speaking through his Holy Spirit to you. Or if you need prayer for anything. As we begin to worship the Lord with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray for you and then I want to ask you to come. Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now to begin to do the work. Lord, I believe that you're speaking to people right now. I believe that you're challenging people right now. I believe today that you want fresh commitments from people that it doesn't matter anything else in the world. It doesn't matter what pastor says. It doesn't matter what my parents say. It doesn't matter what anyone says. I am going to put you first and I'm going to obey you in everything that I do. 
Heavenly Father, I pray, God, for our church family. And right now, as we dive into this song, I pray that you would lead us and guide us. Come on, right now, if you want prayer today for anything at all, or if you want to come make a fresh commitment to the Lord of obedience, would you just step out and come right now?